Chad and Zay. Okay, hour number three on a Friday. Hope you're having a good 7-7. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He's got a beat for you to start every third hour. This one's got a little bit of something to it. A little bit of, uh, I don't know, a little bit of steel drum kind of a vibe to it. What do you got, Zay? Yeah, a little Latin vibe here. Yeah. Jacket Edge, Where the Party At, featuring Nelly. Classic, okay. man. Jacket Edge. This song. How far back are we going here? Uh, Early 2000s. Oh, not so, so far. So right when Nelly was really popping. Okay. I say not so far back. That's like 20 years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of minute. <laughs> God, it's 20 years. It's a lot of minute. Jagged Edge featuring Nelly. Okay, is this pre, post, or during the Band-Aid Under the Eye? Yeah, it's Band-Aid Under the Eye. We're right there. Right there. Okay. Band-Aid Prime. Under the Eye. Prime Band-Aid time for Nelly. All right, Jagged Edge starting the hour with this Friday, got a lot to get to. We've uh, talked some NBA. Wembenyama and the Spurs tonight. How much does he play against Charlotte? That's 8 o'clock on ESPN. And yes, we've given you the latest on Brittany and Wembenyama. Police are not going to pursue anything. Nobody gets charged with anything. And they now believe that the Spurs security guy's arm hits Brittany's hand and then Brittany's hand hits her own face. That that is what happened. I can't believe I just said that out loud as part of my job. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline and talk to Jeff Ketchum of orangebloods.com. Deep down, he loves a crazy story like that, too. Ketch, how are you? Not only do I love that crazy story, we have to start there. Like, first of all, <laughs> you broke that news to me. So that is the yeah. exact reason yeah. why you do the – that's why you update. Right. You can't assume that the, the, the person who's tuning in at 207 has heard what the person at 157 heard, right? So thank you, because you made me giggle a little bit. Like, I definitely <laughs> chuckled. It is, it is such a wild story that of all the people, you know, it's like of all the gin joints in all the world, right? This could have been a random teenager. It could have been some, you know, backup safety at a D2 school. It could have been somebody's grandmother. But no, it was Britney Spears that was trying to get Victor Wembanyama. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. And there's one other person that you could throw into that story where I would equally believe it. If you had said that it happened to Jessica Simpson, yeah. I would have been like, yep. Yep, right, exactly. Yeah, she got her own luggage, too. hand hit her in the face. Yeah, it's, that was your hand that did it. I imagine every big brother and big sister out there taking the hand of the little brother and sister. Why are you hitting yourself? Stop hitting. My brother used to do that to me all the time. Dude, why are you hitting yourself? Stop it. Why do you hit yourself all the time? Yeah. That's what happened with Britney Spears. Just crazy. Uh, all right, Ken. You, you have me in a proper good mood. Take me anywhere. There you go. Well, speaking of good moods, I was going to start with Texas football and recruiting and, and the week they had. Uh, you told us last Friday that, you know, you didn't want to take any of the thunder away from the announcements, but you said, yeah, it's probably going to be three tomorrow, meaning three last Saturday, and it was three last Saturday, and then they add the Jordan Washington fireworks show on the 4th of July. Um, what stands out to you about these four? Uh, did, do any of them stand out more than the others for you? Good question. Well, look, Jordan Johnson Rebell, uh, a kid who's from Texas but is playing his high school football in Bradenton, Florida at IMG, which 
makes it really weird to know like who you give credit for where he is from. Uh, I believe Florida will ultimately get the credit, but he's a native Texas kid. Uh, he's really good. He's five eleven, about a buck seventy five, buck eighty. Rivals has him rated as a super blue chip prospect. Not not necessarily in, from a tier standpoint, but we we eventually know there will likely be thirty two fifth uh, five star players, and, and then probably anywhere between thirty two and forty high four star players. So it'll take you into the top 70 or so nationally and he's safely in that tier of players so he's one of the nation's best prospects so it's impossible to overlook the fact that i think nationally he's on a different level i like jordan washington the kid that i may drop him in the rankings the next time i do rankings because you should never do a fourth of july announcement at like seven o'clock at night it's just it's, it's so effing rude i mean i can't like i i was sitting at a family dinner with my laptop on my computer and i was like sorry guys commitment's breaking gotta uh, do this was it mid barbecue like did they catch you like did you have a rib in your hand was there sauce you know running down your chin and everything no what did I even have? I think I just got like a chicken sandwich. We were we were at Margaritaville in like Montgomery, Texas. Okay. And the food options weren't great. Okay. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they were expensive. Okay. But they weren't great. Yeah, I got you. So I I don't remember what I had on the fourth because I blocked out. Uh, but you know, like people are trying to set their hands on fire and stuff like that, and we had to. We had to break. We had to do commitments. No, no Jordan Washington, I, I think it's hard to find good tight ends. It's funny. Statistically, the highly rated tight ends from the state of Texas is worth its weight in gold. They hit, at, historically, at an incredibly high rate. Uh, but they're far and few between. It's really hard to find really good tight ends. Jordan Washington wasn't on anybody's radar three months ago and when, during the spring evaluation period I you know Jeff Banks goes by his high school sees him sees his film this guy's really good so they offer him a scholarship Texas A&M soon follows the next thing you know Nick Saban's offering the kid a scholarship and wants him to come in for a visit uh he's 6'5 he's 220 you know that may be ish it could be Six four and a half, two fifteen. This is a guy who looked like uh, I think he looks two twenty. I think he plays two twenty. He blocks. He catches the ball. He is a mismatch in the passing game against opposing linebackers. Basically, he's a tight end with a really strong pulse. So that by itself makes him noteworthy in this conversation. I have him ranked as a state top twenty five player, uh, almost. Two of the major recruiting services don't have him ranked at all. And then two of the recruiting services, including rivals, have him ranked as a high three-star tight end. I think he's better than that. And I think the rankings will eventually catch up. I think that he's a borderline mid-four-star type of a guy. Um, I think he's got a real chance. Like, you, you know, players at that tier don't hit more than they miss. But I think if he hits, he's got a chance to be Really good. He's really talented. He's just 
Mm-hmm. You can see he still needs to develop his body a little bit, and he's probably got to learn how to be a modern-day tight end. Hmm. Catch the media just put out the preseason rankings for who will win the Big 12 and the Texas Longhorns on top of that list. Anything about that or the rest of the list surprise you? No, not not really. I think it's kind of interesting, really. I mean, look, Texas makes a lot of sense. It's almost hard. I couldn't tell you who was going to be second. And I think that's what was interesting was to go, okay, so the media really thinks it's going to be Texas and Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. Like, I haven't figured out in my head what in the world the Big 12 even is in, in 2023. And kind of when I looked at the list, it told me that nobody else can either. <laughs> I think that's probably fair. Yeah. We, we kept, and, and Zay was one of the first to bring it up, but I think it is an interesting note. The media is saying that the offensive player of the year will come from the team that finishes ninth in a 14-team conference. <laughs> that is a weird statement to make. Wouldn't you agree? Well, it goes right to the point that I just made. Like, we don't know. Yeah. We don't. And, and honestly, last couple of years in the Big 12, the, the teams that are – that have, you know, whether it's Baylor two years ago, whether you want to look at what TCU did, and I know they didn't win the conference championship, but they, they were the national runner-up. You know, they were – these are teams that were to finish in the bottom or the actual bottom in the Big 12. And this has been a conference where up is down and down is up and dogs and cats are playing nicely together. I think that – I think this conference, we know there's a loop that's going to be thrown at us. I don't know who it is. Otherwise, it wouldn't be us being thrown for a loop. But somebody in that bottom half of the conference is actually going to turn out to be pretty good. Um, And maybe they get really good quarterback play out of nowhere when you're least expecting it. Um, But, yeah, it's it's a conference. It's so hard to look at the conference and know which games this season that Texas is going to be in, that they're going to be tough games. We know they're out there. Uh, We know there will be road games where there will be hurdles and things that they have to clear in order to win those games. But at this point going into this season in the Big 12, Texas is about the only thing I think we can actually put our finger on and say we know what they're going to look like. We We know what that team should be. Uh, I I really struggle with the rest of the conference, although I'm not dismissing it, right? I'm not cavalierly saying Texas is just going to mop everybody up. I'm just saying we I think we kind of know who Texas is. Uh, I know nothing about the other teams in this league and how good they're going to be. Yeah, I was going to ask, Catch, another thing that stood out to me, you mentioned that Kansas State being second was kind of a story there. I agree with you. I didn't know who it was going to be. I was wondering if it was going to be one of the two purple teams. It does end up being K-State. But we get six teams total that got votes. Let me ask you about the other four. Oklahoma got four votes. Tech got four votes. TCU got three first-place votes. And Oklahoma State got one first-place vote. Of those four teams, who do you think is the most dangerous team based on the schedule that could really mess up what Steve Sarkeesian's trying to do? Well, that's a good question. Um, look, there's a little bit of benefit of the doubt that I'm willing to give TCU. They're also really aggressive in rebuilding their team through the portal and – you know, I think they're going to be good. I think we know that where that game is going to be played, mm-hmm. so that could be rough. 
um, I, I had this conversation with Anwar earlier today on a YouTube video that we did for Orange Bloods, which is um, you take Texas and Oklahoma, because I think Texas is 9-3. and three. And, and, and I look at the Oklahoma game, and he said, I think it's 50-50. And I said, I think it's probably 60-40 Texas today. That's how I see that game. But that's, that's really close to a coin flip. So one guy thought it was an actual coin flip, and I thought it was at a percentage that's pretty damn close to a coin flip. So, that, so that's a losable game. I mean, we, we, all, we all know Oklahoma. If Oklahoma's not better – and Dylan Gabriel gets hurt, and they play with a quarterback that's incapable on a team that's not very good, man, they got something going wrong with Brent Venables. Like, he's not the guy. If, if last year is a repeat this year, I think they're going to be better. I think Dylan Gabriel's okay, um, but he'll be an older okay guy, and sometimes those older okay guys end up being better than okay. Uh, and look, Texas Tech. I've had more Texas Tech fans in my mentions <laughs> who are like, our quarterback, Tyler Shaw, is better than UT's quarterback. They think the recruiting at that position in the future is going to be better than whatever Texas has. Mm. Texas Tech fans think these two things. They've got better quarterback play than Texas. They've got better head coaching than Texas. If that head coach down in Lubbock is as good as the people in Lubbock think he is. And I actually think he's really good. I mean, I, I've said it before. I think he could be the guy that ultimately replaces Jimbo. Whenever A&M finally decides that there's enough money on there that they can swallow instead of not swallow. Or, you know, maybe Jimbo just fades into the sunset after he wins a national championship. One day, I think the guy in Lubbock has a chance to be Good enough to be at either Texas or Texas A&M. I think A&M could open up quicker than Texas. We shall see. Um, but if that guy's that guy, that guy, then that game could end up being the toughest. So I think all three of those games are games that for different reasons could end up being the answer. If I had to choose one, I probably would pick TCU because of that game being on the road, and I still don't trust Texas in true road games. Yeah, I think I agree with you. All right, let's get one more, Zay. Yeah, Cash, before we let you go, Coach Terry and this Texas basketball team just picked up another guy in the transfer portal, Ethio Horton, out of UCF, and this might be the final completion to this roster. What do you think about that get yesterday? It's good, and I will say this. You know, like, I, I still don't know what to think of Rodney Terry as a long-term answer as the basketball coach at Texas. I don't know if he's elite. I don't know if he's the best that Texas could get. Uh, I know that he was the best guy for the job a year ago when this program was thrown into flux, uh, and, he, and he led them deeper than they've been in a really long time. I questioned personally his ability to, to build a team that could compete at a really, really, really high level. And I think he's actually done a pretty masterful job in some non, like in a pretty tricky situation for them to lose their two biggest, you know, for the recruits that they thought they were going to have uh, to peel off on them and to, to just suddenly have so much to rebuild. I think he's done an excellent job. I don't know how all of the pieces completely fit together. Like that's the next part of the job. But from a talent assembly standpoint, 
uh, standpoint, I think you have to give him an A grade. And kudos to um, Coach Terry. Like, that's a guy that's constantly being doubted. And certainly through this point of him having a job at going all the way back to when uh, Coach Beard needed to be replaced, he's answered every single question that's been asked of him uh, along the way. And this has been one of the questions that would be asked of him. You couldn't do You couldn't assemble a good team in these other places. What are you going to do when they're not Chris Beard's players? Well, these are Rodney Terry players. And they still got to play well, right? We won't. We'll forget this conversation in six months if they suck. But on paper, he has assembled um, a, a team with experience and a team with a lot of talent and a team that should be really good this year. And if they're not, that would be the knock that he can't coach a team, really coach one. But I'm kind of getting tired of constantly asking these. He's, he's 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 answering all the questions, and at some point, um, you got to start giving guys the benefit of the doubt when they do answer questions. He's not tripping up on hurdles, uh, and I think that's the best thing that you can say about Rodney Terry. It's only July, but you know, hurdles are easy to trip over. There's a reason why Chad and I never ran hurdles in high school. Like <laughs> lots of falls, <laughs> and yeah, it's a long and list. Rodney Terry. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, wouldn't it suck to have to do that every day and just constantly fall down? Rodney Terry's not falling down, and that doesn't feel insignificant, quite honestly. Yeah, Catch, I'm going to take Longhorn fans way back on this one and tie it all together. There's a reason I didn't run hurdles, and Justin McLemore did. That is the way I, that's the way I'll say that because there ain't nobody run hurdles like I saw Justin run them back in the day. Shout out to Waxahachie's own Justin McLemore and the Longhorns, Justin McLemore, uh, after that. All right, that's Jeff. Is Ke- that Justin McLemore's first radio reference on Austin Radio? And- no, how dare you? How dare you insinuate that I would have been doing this this long and never brought up Justin McLemore? It's been a minute, Catch. It's been a minute. How though. dare you for insinuating that? Do you remember the last time that you dropped a Justin McLemore reference? Who? Uh, I don't remember exactly when it was. Normally, when track and field stories come up, it comes up. Uh, I'll tell a Justin. I bet I tell a. I work Justin in probably twice a year if I can. Wow. He was something else, man. So you are the president of the Justin McLemore fan club. I did. I dug me some Justin McLemore back in the day. Yeah, I got a couple Justin you stories. You're still paying dues at the very least. Dude, he's one of the great Yeah, one of the great athletes that ever came out of my hometown. Got some good legendary <laughs> stories. I love it. Love You're it. a dues-paying member of the Justin I, McLemore fan club. You it, need to put that on your bio. If you hung out, if you were in Waxahachie at that time, you had to be. You had to be in the Justin McLemore fan club. Don't make me go telling Justin McLemore stories, Catch. I'll tell him. I got him. Come on. I know you got to go, but if you're in a small diner <laughs> in Waxahachie and you say the words Justin McLemore, are at least three old guys going to turn around and inject themselves into the conversation? Because, boy, do they have Justin McLemore stories, too. Yes, and I'll probably get a free drink. that's what's happening that is jeff ketchum orangebloods.com at gk catch on twitter always good to talk to you sir have a good weekend likewise guys have a great one thanks guys we gotta talk some justin mclemore you and i have not talked any justin mclemore on this show we have not god he was fantastic
Just an incredible athlete back in the day at Waxahachie. And then spent what felt like 12 years at Texas as a receiver. Just felt like he was here forever making plays. All right, uh, thanks to Catch for his time. Up next, let's get into this quarterback list that Zay found in the NFL. This is just for last season, Zay? Yep, 2022. Last season, when it was third and long. Who was the best quarterback for converting that third down? Oh, I got to hear this list. And is number four even on the list? We're going to find out on the horn. Chad and Zay. Top down. Chrome spinning. You see the ball spinning. I'm loving these women. I let two get in. She tried to let the rest fit in. I'm like, no, love. That's forbidden. I ain't for squishing. That's a problem for the wheel. Well, trust I know them. All righty. We are rolling through a Friday. True poetry. You can tell. Do I have a shot here, Zay? Probably not. This feels like we're going back a little ways, but maybe yeah. not far back enough. I don't got I don't have it though. Who is it? This is the clips. Oh. Produced by Pharrell. Okay. And the Neptunes. Yeah. Malice. The clips. Malice and Pusha T, who are twins, and they form the clips. I've heard the name Pusha T before. Yeah, Pusha T's big time. Okay. The Clips, uh, uh, to go with, get this lineup, Man of War, Motorhead, 38 Special, and Don Henley. If we could just get the Clips and Man of War in a concert together, I mean, those fan bases need to meet each other. Oh, that'd be turnt the hell up. Let's get some beers flowing, Beer, I mean, whatever, beers, other substances. Oh, man, there'd be more than just beer at that show. Beer, pills, and pot, whatever yeah. you need, it's there and ready to roll when Man of War and the Clips, they'll just do, they'll just share. They'll just do a, you know, go out on tour. Just back and forth. Who's going to headline that show? Uh, we're glad you're with us today. Tonight, if you're a Spurs fan, you might get your first uh, sight of Victor Wimbanyama in the, in the uniform, making some moves. Zay's guessing maybe it's 20 minutes. I'll watch that. If he's going to play for 20 minutes, let's see what it looks like. 8 o'clock, ESPN. Charlotte is the opponent, so Brandon Miller on the other side. Let's hope so. And uh, Portland and Houston are at 6 if you want to uh, go there. Rockets fans, Amen Thompson. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. Amen Thompson, then Scoot Henderson on the Portland side. So number three versus number four. Oh, I forgot about Scoot. Yeah, oh, yeah. good point. Good point. Golden State and uh, the Lakers a little later on. Who's interesting there for you? Is there anybody we need to care about? I know who I care about old guy wise, but any young guys we'd care about? Yeah, Jalen Hood Shafino for the Lakers. He's been solid. And what's it called? The Golden State Warriors. I got a couple of guys that Jack Harlow looking cat from Santa Clara. I always forget his name. Like Pazinski. I don't know. He's, oh. He has to show me a little of something before I keep remembering I his name on a consistent basis. Hey, but who, he's out of Santa Clara. He's solid. Who's the big center from, uh, is it UCLA or USC? It's got the cool name. Not maybe, maybe not drafted by one of those teams. He's already played a little bit in summer league. What's that dude's name? Um, I mean, Hawkins? Yes. I think that's who I'm thinking for Miami? of. Miami? M-I-U-S. For Miami. He's yeah. looked all right so He's far, right? He's looked pretty good. Yeah. He's looked pretty good. Yeah. I like his game. Um, yeah, well, the, the Summer League continues tonight. Three games on ESPN if you want to check it out. All right, I want to check out this list Zay found with some quarterbacks. Let's get into why today matters. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303. 
or sinussnoringent.com. Plus, we'll get a couple of birthdays at the end of it as well. But uh, July 7, 8, I uh, hope you have a great weekend planned. We mentioned the NBA uh, Summer League, but, of course, football is right around the corner, 65 days till the first NFL Sunday. So, Zay, let's get into this list here. You found a list with NFL quarterbacks. Are we talking top 10, or do you have, yep. like, everybody in the league? We're talking top 10. Okay. So, 2022 quarterbacks with the best third down conversion rate on third and five and over. Okay, third and five plus best conversion rate on third down. All right, you want to work our way from the bottom? What do you want to do? Start from the bottom. All right, number 10. All right, so these three players are all tied for eight, nine, and 10. Okay. So at 31%, Derek Carr, Mm. when he was with the Vegas Raiders, obviously. Sure. Jalen Hurts. Oh, okay. And Josh Allen. Interesting that Hertz is that low. I would have thought he would maybe be a little higher, especially with the as many of those sneaks as they run. I mean, yeah, that's true, but they always go for it for fourth down. So but that's a fourth down sneak usually. So yeah, maybe. they okay. usually just get what they need to, and then they go for it on fourth down. But yeah, yeah, a little interesting there. Okay. At seven, 34%, Joe Burrow. Burrow, okay. And At, you said 34%? Right. Okay. So his... Ray completion rate, or again, the first down, third and five and over, 34%. Yeah, because for a team, I'd love for my team to be around like 40% on third downs. Right. Then I think you're really doing something there. So, if yeah, if you're a quarterback and you're around that 34 to 40, I'm assuming we're going to push towards 40 with this number one. Yeah, Interesting. absolutely. All right. Who's At next? six, Jared Goff. Oh. 35%. How does Goff end up in all these stat categories you I, talk about? Dude. What is he has doing? Been solid. Former number one pick, I think just because he was the former number one pick, been to a Super Bowl, obviously lost that. Mm-hmm. We don't give him that respect like we should. Yeah, but lost it, and they only scored a field goal that day. Yeah, they struggled. That's the other thing, yeah, too. Yeah, it was yeah. a struggle, especially McVay. He's a better offensive mind than that. Yep. So I, I think we sleep on Jared Goff. I okay. look for the Lions to have a big year this year once those guys get off suspension and stuff at gambling. At five. Here comes Dak right now. Nope. Oh, okay. Trevor Lawrence. Is that right? 37%. Man. Lawrence all the way up to five in this category. I mean. That's surprising. Dude, he did some things this last year. Now they got Calvin Ridley. They might be the number one offense in the league. Might behind uh, Kansas City and a couple other squads. Number right. four. Here's Dak. Come on, Dak. Nope. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo. Really? 38%. Say whatever you want, but I lo- it's, it's, it's wild that he's at this at this spot. The reason I love this list so much, Zay, is I think this is a critical kind of number, man. There's nothing more important. You're going to have to convert these these plays, and the fact that these guys are doing it, that's, I'm surprised at where they are, but that that's a great number. So Garoppolo is four. All right, we got a top three. Yep, top three. Come on, Dak. At 40%. Come on, Dak. Tua. Tua number three. Tua number three. Okay, at 40%. Yep. All right. So we're we are we're at forty percent, and we haven't even hit number one yet. Nope. That's a big number. It All is. right. I mean, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, both of those guys. They just have such good giddy up right off their breaks and stuff. It makes sense. You got to have a lot of talent to make this list. All right. Two spots left. That means it cannot be Brady, Rogers, and Dak. One of those gets left out. But I'm hoping Dak's one of these two. Who's number two? Dak Prescott. There we go. Forty three percent. Dakota. 
I knew you wouldn't bring a list like this up unless Dak Prescott I mean, was on it. Come on, why would I waste your time here? Look, silver medal for Dak. It all we always talk about the lead leading interceptions that he had last year, mm-hmm. which it should be talked about. You mm-hmm. cannot give the ball to the other team and expect to win games. But I lost Steven Jones, y'all just a click away. So many things make you just a click away. You got so much better with the depth on your team of Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. And guys are getting paid. And C.D. Lamb's getting his money. All this stuff. Or is about to get his money. And Dak has a lot of these these lists that we've done over the last couple of weeks slash months. Dak has been on these lists for a positive stat. He has. Okay, so let me ask you you this. Do you know if this is just straight conversion percentage or if this is conversion through passing? I think – is this Good the question? Is this the I don't team know for converted? Sure. Right? I don't know for sure. Okay. So, so I'm guessing it's the whole team. It'd be every see, So they converted with him at quarterback. Right. So however they did it. Okay. That is fair to bring up, I guess. 42% for Dak. I'm going to guess number one is Mahomes. Yep, 44%. Okay. Wow. So 40. Dak's right there. 44. That's such a good number. Yeah. So out of all these 10 guys that we just named, yeah. eight of those quarterbacks teams made the playoffs. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Tua, even though he didn't play, Jimmy G, even though he didn't play, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. The only ones yeah. that didn't make the playoffs, Jared Goff, which they were right there, and then Derek Carr. Right. So that shows that you have to have a lot of talent around you too. You have to have good wideouts, tight ends, offensive line, etc. You know, that Geno didn't make this list. So, you know, he was in the playoffs, right. and he, and he had do- the best completion rating last year. do good numbers. <laughs> what I'm yeah. saying. Like, so these stats, they're crazy. And it goes to show Dak Prescott had a better season than what he's given credit for. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things at play because you can always use the stats to do whatever you want. Obviously, you'd love for your quarterback not to be in third and five or longer. If we didn't mention that, that's the stat. Not every third down. It's third and long, five or more. So you don't want your quarterback to be there, but I always bring it up. They're going to be there. They're going to be living in that world, and that's why in generally in this league you're going to have a big – and that's why I asked the question about conversion, but let's be honest with ourselves. If it's third and five plus – Generally, you're not handing the ball off. No, you're throwing it. So probably we can under we can assume a lot of these numbers are passing, and that's what this league has become more and more throughout my life and where it is right now. There's going to be an NFL throw that's required. It's probably going to need to be over five yards. And can you make it? These are the dudes that are making it, and it's a great stat to bring up at the backside. Eight out of the top ten are playoff quarterbacks. What do we have? Only we used to have twelve. Now we have fourteen playoff teams now. Yes, right, seven on each side. So eight of those guys that are in the playoffs are in the top ten of that category. That's important. Yeah, and you know, quarterbacks have the most freedom that they've ever had on making decisions at the line and changing plays and stuff. And that goes into it too. The fact that Dak's able to go up to the line on third and fives or more and be second in the league from the decisions he's making, whether it's a run play or a pass play, what he's seeing on the field before the ball's even snapped is huge. He just mm-hmm. makes some bad decisions that time trying to force the ball in there. If he dials that back with what Steven and Jerry Jones have done in the offseason and guys getting a year better like CeeDee Lamb and Michael Parsons, you bring back Dan Quinn, yes, Mike McCarthy, his play calling is going to be huge, but 
seeing all these stats on the positive side for Dak Prescott, I think it's huge. And, yeah, I, again, cut back those turnovers. The Cowboys, they're right there. I wonder what Mike McCarthy would do with that number if you showed it to him. Because that doesn't speak to where he's going specifically, as you've talked about. But if I show him those numbers and I say, all right, coach, third and five or longer, your guy's second best in the league yeah, behind I'm- behind only Mahomes at converting that third down. So you trust him on third and six, right? I still think. Because you have to. I still think him going out and saying we're going to focus on running this year is bullcorn. I, I you still think he's challenging number four? I, I think he's challenging them. We will see if it works. Those are big numbers there for number four. Good stuff there from Zay. The NFL is right around the corner. We're only 65 days away from the first big Sunday. We did mention Goff there and the Lions. Remember, they're uh, in that first Thursday night game, 62 days away from Mahomes against Goff on that Monday night. That'd be number one and number six on that list that we just went through. All right, coming up in Stems and Seeds, dog experts will tell you that bulldogs don't go that fast. Don't tell that to the police department in the state of Georgia because they can't stop driving fast. We'll tell you about the latest name next on The Horn. It's time for the Craig Way Sports Report. Now, here's Craig Way. The Craig Way Sports Report, brought to you by Bud Light. The butterfly, uh-uh, that's all. Let me see the tubes and rolls. Chad and Zay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Finishing up on a Friday with the Tootsie Roll. Did this act have anything other than this? Left, to the left, I'm sorry. to the right, to the right, I interrupted to the, the front, to the front, the to the back, to the back. Oh, man. Now slide. Did you do the Tootsie Roll? I mean, they're giving you the instructions right there. It should be very simple. Isn't there a somebody scream somewhere in here? Uh, no. I've never done the Tootsie Roll, no. <laughs> Doesn't he say somebody scream at some point? Uh, I don't. Maybe. Maybe dip. Uh, oh, I mixed jam. up the dips for the Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, I think um, the 69 Boys, this was it. Okay. I was going to say, I don't quite know this one. 69 Boys is who did this? Yep. Okay. 69 Boys. Any idea where they're from? Nope. Okay. They're from Tootsie Roll Land is where they're from. Uh, 69 Boys, the Clips, Man of War, Motorhead, 38 Special, Don Henley, the Jagged Edge beat to start the hour. It's all been on the show today. This is this is get them out on the dance floor, right? Oh, yeah. Are we playing this at weddings through the years, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, not it, as much. The parent- you hear the Cupid Shuffle and okay. different songs. There used to be a classic R. Kelly step song mm. that you can't play no more, yeah. which, God. Ah! You yeah. make me swear on air, no, R. Don't Kelly. Do, no, it's tough. Come on, yeah, man. You messed that. up a lot for everybody. That's tough. You deserve everything you're getting Yeah, that's rough. in the pen. There was a day where trying to choose between an R- the R. Kelly tune for the wedding and the Tootsie Roll was an easy choice. Very easy. Now it's easy for a whole different reason. Yeah. Yeah, totally different reason. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let's get you some stems and seeds. Will somebody slow down these dogs, please? No stress, no Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. 
Com. No, seriously, stop these Georgia Bulldogs. Another Georgia player is going too fast. 88 and a 55 for outside linebacker Samuel Mapemba. And he got his citation, Zay, about an hour before another receiver on the team appeared in court and pled guilty to 90 and a 45. All right, Kirby. What? No more of this taking guys on the lake, having fun, doing stuff off the field. Next thing y'all need to do, defensive driving class. What is going on? This is a serious problem. Is this like NIL connected to where? Because look, in, in, like when Bijan ended up with the Lambo, I don't remember stories of Bijan doing like one, no. 110 and a 50. Bijan was rolling up to DKR with his auntie. Right. His auntie was dropping them off. Going speed limit. Rolling slow. Leaving early so you didn't have any of those problems speeding. Exactly. Keep the tires nice and healthy. Don't don't spin them. Don't smoke them. Very simple. What is going on in uh, in Athens? 88 in a 55. Anybody out there that's driven in a 55 zone, you know 88. That's too quick. That's... When you're going in these all these small cities and towns in Texas, yeah. and it goes from 75 on, to man. a 40 real fast, you better slow down, man. I, I get, I'll give you up to 65 and a 55 and let you give me an excuse, not 88. Come on, dude. Come on, dogs. Um, all right. So uh, also, Zay, we didn't. I didn't mention birthdays earlier. Just a real quick weird stat. Today's Satchel Paige's birthday. Okay. He died back in 82. Would have been 117 today and probably could still pitch. Um, Satchel Paige entered the, entered the majors at 42 years old, and he pitched until he was 59. Damn. Satchel Paige is one of the greatest freaky athletes we have ever had. The stories from back then are so good. At, at so, sometimes he would actually tell his infielders to sit down or lie down on the field, and then he would strike out the side. So disrespectful. Just to disrespect the other team. <laughs> That's the kind of show Satchel was putting on. Also, um, birthdays today, Ralph Sampson. As we're about to watch another big man in Wimbenyama tonight, Ralph Sampson, 63 today, out of Virginia. He ACC was, legend. He was 7'4", if I'm not mistaken. Yo, man. And he was ahead of his time. They didn't like that he used to be able to dribble and put the ball behind his back and have guard-like skills because, oh, you're seven foot, get your ass on the block. And, huh? yeah, that's why they didn't win that ring in 86. He was early Joker-esque. Yeah. Kind of had those Joker tendencies. He did. We'll see what Victor looks like tonight, 8 o'clock for the Spurs and Charlotte in Summer League action. Rockets at 6 if you want to watch it, and then the Golden State Lakers game is at 10. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll come back next week ready for Big 12 Media Days. More preview coming, getting a little closer to football season. Be safe. Stay cool out there. Ball Don't Lie is coming up with Rod and Harge and Patrick. Keep it right here on the Horn. See ya!